Hello and hi, welcome to another Slice of Sci-Fi. I'm Summer Brooks and we're going to talk indie horror again today. The new movie is Cobweb from Lionsgate out July 21st and my guests today are director Sam Bowden and star of Cobweb, Woody Norman. Hello guys. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. I am am always intrigued when a horror movie centers itself on the horrific experiences of a child being tortured. So uh, I have to ask Sam, what was it about the story of Cobweb that inspired you to say, hey, this is the movie I need to do? Uh, no, the first idea was not, oh, yes, let's go. I, I, will, I will be able to torture a child <laughs> during one hour and a half. <laughs> but no, what, what, I, what I loved really in it uh, at first sight was um, the fact that it wasn't totally grounded. It, it has that vibe, that uh, fairy tale vibe, you know, that... Uh, uh, Green Brother vibe. So it was, yes, a, a scary story around around a, a kid, but not n- not totally in the reality. So it's really, really like a story you tell uh, near a campfire or this kind of thing. So I I love th- I love that because it 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 allows me to create a little universe, you know, a little place which is not totally reality and where everything can happen. So. It was really, really the, the thing that hooked me on the on the script. Say yes, let, let's build our little house, that pumpkin patch, and tell that weird story about that kid. So yeah, it was it was a thing. And uh, Woody, you, your emotions playing out both understated and distressed was, to me, a. Uh, well, there's no delicate way to put it. I loved seeing you in pain <laughs> and the way you <laughs> the way you expressed the distress was very, very compelling. This what did you do to, I guess, embody what you needed to in order to bring that emotion, that performance across? Yeah. Um that's a mad thing to say. Um <laughs> I, I, I think it's just trying to, because fear and pain kind of go, you know, hand, they're very similar emotions, just one has a bit more anger in it. So it kind of feels right to when you're portraying fearfulness to also be in pain, like act like you're in pain. Well, it just, it just seemed that there was a, a depth to what Peter was going through. We had a, uh, I guess, a connection with once you realize that he's been going through a lot of stuff for a long time and holding it in and just the need to be heard, be understood, and get some relief from what's been going on. That that came across to me as a, as a really brilliant performance. So uh, thank you for that. Um, 
Were there any special preparations that Sam talked to you about in order to get you in that space? Maybe. Uh, it was such a long time ago that all I can remember were like, of, of the shoot, like chunks. But then there's a lot of things that might have happened behind the scenes that have just disappeared. But there were a lot of times where I had to like, I'd be doing a scene and he'd kept, um, what's he called? The kid from uh, The Shining, he kept doing, okay, do that, do that. When he does his massive eyes, kept saying that, like, do it, do it, do it, do it more, more while I was shooting. So that was like an experience I've never really had before. Sam, the the set, the house itself came across as its own character. The How much of that was... I mean, was any of that in a real old house or was that all sets? No, we built it totally. And and to be honest, it was really one thing since the beginning we wanted to do because I wanted it to be close to reality, but not totally reality. So we built it inside the, the inside of the house or a little bit too big because I wanted us to have the point of view of Peter. So we, we built it a little bit too big. And the same way for the pumpkin patch behind the house. I, I uh, At first, it was a little pumpkin patch. I said, no, let's make an ocean of pumpkins and that have that little boy alone in that ocean of pumpkins. So we always uh, tried to find what is a little bit twisted about, uh, about that place. You know, the color of the wall, uh, obviously the wallpaper, um, so all that we built all that and uh, it's it's a very uh, terrific uh, work that Alan Gilmore did it's a production designer we really really ask ourselves what can we can we twist it to be not not totally real to be just in our world like for example in Coraline on this kind of story and movie we have to find a way to tell the audience it's not reality because as you said, those kind of story about a kid, you know, this kind of difficult position, if it's too real, you can't watch it. And it was not our purpose. Our purpose is, come, it's a weird Halloween joke. You will feel weird, but it's not reality. Be, be safe. It's a safe place. It's a story. So the, all that house help us to tell that to the audience. You can sit here and watch that. It's not totally real. It's a little horror story. And it allows us to go further. I don't know if it answers your question. Uh, <laughs> sort of, sort of. The 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 sister and the 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 house itself were, uh, I thought, really well, really, really well done. The 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 practical effects of the sister walking around. I I don't know how to go into this without getting any spoilers, but her appearance and her movements were quite terrifying because you know I'm a horror fan but I have a thing with spiders and I have a thing with clowns it's just it's just how I am I you know just you know the clown and poltergeist traumatized me as a kid so yeah not not going there but uh the the movements and the the slithering um were just 
delightfully eerie to me. And, you know, I, as a horror fan, I appreciate that. But the one thing that I noticed later on was everything inside the house had sort of a, a muted, shadowed feel. And then when we see Peter go outside, it's normal. I'm like, okay, is, I started to wonder, is what, are we seeing a delusion? Is this a dream? Is this a fantasy world that he's just projecting because he's terrorized? And I just became so fascinated with what am I seeing that's real and what am I seeing that's not? And was that intentional? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, for once, thank you to say that because we, I am so happy that it makes that effect. So <laughs> we, we really worked to, to create that. So uh, it's so it's so cool to hear that it, it it works and you 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 felt that when you watch the the sister. But yeah, it was it was really the 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 purpose, our purpose, to create inside the house. It's it's like he is in his own nightmare. And the school is the normal place. The bus is a normal place. Even the street is pretty normal. When he is inside, it's like he entering a place where he can't have certitude of nothing. And, you know, it, it, we, we, we have to be lost um, like Peter is lost. So we have to be in his nightmare. So we wanted to create that feeling in that house. Uh, it's why, you know, wall is not a wall. There is always a hidden door somewhere. It, you, you can't be sure about nothing. So our work was to bring the audience at the same level of Peter, never be ahead of Peter. and be uh, locked in his nightmare. And, you know, it's why I, I, I use a lot of shadows. It's why I, I use a lot of very, um, I would say, uh, um, movement, very clear. And uh, uh, I don't know how to say that in English, you know, but a little hypnotic movement of this kind of thing. When you are in that bed by night, is it a nightmare? Is it reality? But it's not, an, you don't know, but it's not a normal place. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's the opposite of uh, you are home, you are safe. The story is totally the, the opposite of that. Each time you go home, you are not safe. That's, that's what we wanted to create. And that in itself is terrifying. Um, Woody, what for you do you remember that was either the most fun or the most challenging thing to, to shoot? I think I'm actually going to answer both of them. The funnest thing was there's a scene where I get thrown across a hallway. And obviously I had to use a harness and I haven't done that much. So that was really fun. But then like the most challenging was just getting used to screaming and being loud. Because I'm not a very loud person. Like Especially in a work environment, I really like to you know, keep my things small. But this film kind of opened the door of screaming in the right context can be really effective. And also kind of almost almost overdoing it can also enhance a certain story. Do you think you would explore uh, expressing yourself deeper with future horror movies? Sure. I mean, I think the right one, because I've, I've just I've I've got two coming out this summer, so I kind of want to 
keep the horrors away from myself just to keep them fresh and explore other genres as well. Do you have anything in particular that, uh, like a project you would want to work on? There's no really, there's no like specific genres or stories that I'm kind of focused on, but I think something that I haven't done before would really like something that's completely away from myself. I really want to do that next. Well, I hope we get a chance to see you in that. Uh, Sam, are you working on or preparing to work on anything you're, uh, that you can talk about? I I can't talk about it a lot, but uh, I I am I am developing a, a, another horror story with a, a Hele company uh, that is uh, one of mine, and I uh, and pretty special for me. So I, I I can't wait to be able to shoot it and and, and show it to to all of you. But it's a weird weird one. Uh, and uh, in another hand, I'm working. Uh, on a movie in French, in France, and it's totally different because it's a it's a love story, a weird love story during World War Two. So, uh, so it's yeah, it's totally different. But I definitely want to continue to tell scary story because I love the fact that you can talk about very very serious uh, problem, and because you are in a horror story, you you can be not melodramatic. I don't know how I can say that. Because it's horror, you can, you know, entering this kind of subject and tell them. And when you're scared, you're a kid again, and your ears are very, very open. And it's like a little bit in comedy. When you laugh, your ears are very, very open, and you really, really, you are able to to entering very, very problematic stories and and and, and ask good questions. So I definitely want to continue to make scary stories. So I prepare that, and I hope it will go. Uh, all the way and uh, be able to shoot it soon. Well, Cobweb was a lot of fun for me. It started out slow. I couldn't figure out where it was going, but when it started to 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 head there, I was very very entertained. Uh, Woody Norman, director Sam Bowden, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. The movie is Cobweb, available from Lionsgate in theaters July 21st. Uh, go check it out. It's a very understated movie, and you will find the the monster very, very, very creepy. And uh, I'm adding tiny secret doors to my list of spiders and clowns. So, <laughs> again, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we'll be back with more Slice of Sci-Fi right after this. Slice of Sci-Fi Pseudopod, the free horror fiction podcast brought to you by Escape Artists. It makes my bones chatter against each other and you sit up in bed. I scream as I remain a statue, and then the fury in me becomes a raging, hot thing in my chest. Each week, one story told well. There, writhing in lurid agony upon the floor, was a short creature, perhaps two feet tall. It was covered with red, wire-like hair on every inch of its exposed flesh. 
from the most chilling and unsettling storytellers of the genre. The wind's up now, and the sackcloth is blowing in black tatters round it, making it writhe like the worms. Only that ain't all sackcloth. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, or find us on the web at pseudopod.org, and on Patreon under EA Podcasts. Hi, this is Barbara Crampton, and you're listening to Slice of Sci-Fi. Ooh, scary. And once again, the movie is Cobweb, out from Lionsgate, July 21st. And just for the record, this interview was recorded before the start of the SAG-AFTRA strike, so there's uh, no issue in this particular interview. But yeah, this is a super creepy movie, and Woody's performance was truly, for me, compelling. The, The horror of knowing that home is not a safe space and that you'd rather go to school even though you'd be teased and maybe a little bullied, that it's better to endure that than the craziness that's going on in your own home where he knows something is terribly wrong in his house and he's too young to do anything about it. And yeah, I'm I have I have added tiny secret doors to my list of nopes. Uh yeah. <laughs> uh this it's a really really it's a small feeling movie that has a big emotional impact as a horror film. And yeah, I'm not sure I would be happy seeing this on the big screen, but I think I would because I want to see more detail in those sets because the attention to invoking an unsettling feeling in the back of your mind while you're watching this is exquisite. And I think on the big screen, that would just, that would be a a wonderful horror movie experience. But how about you? Do you plan to see this one in theaters? Do you like creature features where you get thrown a curveball about what the true nature of the creature is, and its motivations. Let me know. Feel free to call in. The number is 602-635-6976 or shoot me an email, summer at sliceofsci-fi.com. You can also leave a comment on the website, the, the, the article for this episode over at sliceofsci-fi.com. Come on by. Comment on some of the other episodes, too. You can listen to 
slice of sci-fi on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Player FM, iHeartRadio, or no, Stitcher is no longer in the picture. By the end of August, Stitcher will be gone, so ignore everything I've said in the past about Stitcher. We're sorry to see Stitcher go, but uh, that's the evolution of technology for you, I guess. You can leave a review for us still on Apple or Podchaser, and that support will help people find the show because you're enjoying it and you believe they should check it out for themselves. You can also find us on Twitter at Slice of Sci-Fi, and we're also on YouTube at Slice of Sci-Fi over there. You can find some uh, reviews, movie reviews that uh, Noah and Lewis have done recently. And uh, I'm also finding some old Sci-Fi Channel goodies that uh, Sci-Fi does not have on their YouTube channel, so I feel kind of obligated to uh, maybe post those as a, as, a, as a comfortable nostalgia spot for people to check out. I mean, I have the, the Charlie Jade episodic teasers over there, so more will be coming. I'd like to thank everyone who is currently helping to support Slice of Sci-Fi and all of the shows in the Slice of Sci-Fi universe, which includes Writers After Dark and the Out of Hibernation Babylon podcast. <laughs> you can head on over there and check out Tim and I's uh, discussion about the trailer for the new animated movie, Babylon 5, The Road Home. And uh, also over on YouTube, we have a a live reaction video to the trailer. I think you'll find them entertaining. But your support helps keep all of these things online. So if you'd like to add your support, the place to go is Patreon, patreon.com slash slice of sci-fi. You can pick a tier, any tier, and that will make you eligible for perks. Uh, I give away every month. I pick someone out of the hat, or rather the random number generator picks an email address out of that. And that person gets to choose from books, DVDs, 4Ks, Blu-rays, stuff I am sent to review or comment on or prepare for interviews with. And I just don't have the space to keep it all. So... Supporters and listeners get first dibs on some pretty cool stuff. And your support really does help keep things online here. So thank you so much for that support. Uh, If you'd rather support every now and then without committing to a monthly pledge, the link you can use is paypal.me slash sci-fi summer. We also have uh, SliceOfSciFi.net, which is a little shop, curated goodies, uh, all of them, affiliate links, and purchasing items over there also help support all of the podcasts and websites here. So again, thank you for your support. 
But that'll do it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with more Slice of Sci-Fi next time. Take care. Mm-hmm.